0: Welcome to Bow Cancer Australia's The Bottom Line podcast, where we share the voices and stories of those affected by bowel cancer. I'm Stephanie Bansomer-Brown, an ambassador and bowel cancer survivor. And today, I'm chatting with Danielle Bauer on our inaugural podcast, as she tells us why you are just never too young to get bowel cancer. Danielle, thanks for joining us. You're a bowel cancer survivor like myself. How old were you when you were first diagnosed?
1: I was 28 years of age.
0: Young. Very young, very unexpected. Were you shocked when you were first told that you had bowel cancer?
1: I was most certainly shocked. I knew something wasn't right, but definitely it was a shock because um, bowel cancer has always been known as an old person's disease and um, I'd never really thought it was bowel cancer until diagnosis.
0: So talk us through that then you obviously had been experiencing you know some symptoms prior to that but did you go to your GP and did they dismiss you?
1: For probably three to four years I kept going to my um, local GP saying you know something's not right and getting pain I had low anaemia. That was something else that went on for probably nearly a good four to five years. And then um, as it got um, closer to the diagnosis, um, I began to get a lot of pain and swelling. And I just knew something wasn't right. And I ended up actually in my local ED that the pain got that bad. And um, that's kind of when the prognosis kind of happened not long after that
0: but we've found that so much at Bowel Cancer Australia is that more and more young people are presenting um, and they're being dismissed. And what we try and encourage now is you should be dismissing bowel cancer earlier on because people see it as an old person's disease. What sort of um, things would you like to do? Obviously, from an awareness point of view, if you could go back in reverse now, what is it that you would do differently?
1: definitely push for further tests and trying to get an understanding as to why these symptoms and signs keep reoccurring and um, definitely just not to ignore them and dismiss them for other other things that we often think, oh, we're either too tired or things like that because fatigue was also another thing. And I just thought it was because, you know, being, being a busy person, I love to keep busy and active and um, definitely not ignoring them.
0: I was the same. I was tired. I just had a child. I also had a change in bowel habit. I had blood in my stool, tiredness, anemia, abdominal pain, all of those things are indicators of bowel cancer. And it's knowing those symptoms. And that's it. We, we often
1: do, especially females, we often yeah. just keep pushing it through, don't we?
0: Yes. However, you need to trust your gut and your instinct and push for a second or a third or a fourth opinion.
1: Most definitely. I, I think that's so true. And if you still don't feel that you're getting what you want from it,
0: keep keep pushing. So what happened from that point on?
1: So from that point on, um, I went on to have um, a number of surgeries. So some of them were in my local town. Some of them I actually had to go down to Newcastle and Sydney for. I also had six months of chemotherapy. I had a peritonectomy and I also had intravenal chemotherapy with Professor Morris in um, Cogra in Sydney.
0: So a fairly intense regime for you at such a young age. You were stage four. How do you feel about the fact that it took so long for the diagnosis to transpire?
1: I I did feel angry and upset in myself that um, I did keep kind of ignoring it and dismissing it. But I also feel sometimes even doctors sometimes think that, It is not a big thing that, you know, bowel cancer is under 50s. And I really think we all need to be educated around the signs and symptoms of bowel cancer so that we're catching these things earlier because in the long run, it's better for everyone.
0: Correct. It's better if we're not clogging up the health system with diseases that can be prevented by simple tests earlier. Yes I fully
1: agree it's it's, um, it's definitely uh, you're seeing it more and more and if we can yeah, catch it while it's early as you said it would stop the healthcare system being so overrun with um, people with this
0: disease. You seem like you're a very bright and bubbly person how did you get through such a tough time?
1: So I definitely, from early on, I took it as a day at a time. I knew that this was out of my control and I just needed to let go and trust the journey I was on and um, really accept the support and help from all my family and friends and the healthcare professionals. They were guiding me through this as much as I was guiding myself through it.
0: How did you go through that journey? Because often many people do have to still work.
1: So I did have to um, unfortunately step away because I actually worked in um, an industry that it just wouldn't be able to be viable because of germs and different things like that and having all those um, ongoing treatments and everything. So I did take a period of about, it was about 18 months off work.
0: So you were stage four and you came out the other side. Talk us through that journey and when you discovered that things were looking positive for you.
1: So I, I probably realised it was probably, I was diagnosed in 2015 at the end of the year and it wasn't until uh, the end of 2016 that I was actually uh, given the news that that, that I was um no evidence of disease and I remember just going wow like (laughs) it's been tough
0: yeah I've got goosebumps (laughs) I know that feeling (laughs) you then embarked upon um raising awareness do you want to tell me a bit about poppy the traveling poo emoji
1: yes it would have been about a month before I introduced Poppy, I was actually on um, a little bit of long service leave, and I felt like there just wasn't enough around bowel cancer awareness within my community. And it came to me that I wanted to create a poo emoji that mm-hmm. travelled around local businesses and events that also went along with bowel cancer information and pamphlets to bring about that awareness to people. And it was supported by so many businesses, individuals within my community of Grafton and I cannot thank them all enough because it allowed other people to talk about bowel
0: cancer and contact me with issues that they have had. What did you do? You travelled her around and did people start talking about poo? Yes, they did. So
1: it was that little bit of an icebreaker for people where they were able to ask questions if they wanted. They also could take the information of the bowel cancer brochures and they could read it in their own time. But it just really brought about that awareness more than I thought it would because of the symbol of poppy being a poo emoji. It, it started off with that little bit of a, a fun side to it.
0: So, Danielle, what are the takeaways? What would you like people to take away from your chat and your experience?
1: So definitely the one that stands out to me the most is that you're never too young, regardless of age, gender, culture. Everyone needs to be aware that bowel cancer is a thing and it is there. And people are getting diagnosed every day with this disease. And I think we just need to stop ignoring the warning signs. Know your
0: symptoms do your bow kit please (laughs) 100% what's next for Danielle
1: for me I just want to really embrace life don't take any day for granted because you never know it can change in the matter of a heartbeat and I just want to enjoy life I want to travel see the world and just do things that make me happy
0: Fantastic. Danielle, you are a wonderfully courageous human, a true inspiration, and from one bowel cancer survivor to another, thank you for sharing your journey, and thank you for helping raise awareness of bowel cancer and for Bowel Cancer Australia. My pleasure, and thank you, Stephanie, for your time. Thanks for listening to the Bottom Line podcast. To find out more about bowel cancer, or for support, or simply to donate, please go to Bow